is Bloomberg Surveillance. The markets have been impervious, really, to date during this unconventional election cycle. Look at what's happened to P&G, some amazing firms, some luxury brands in China. China's gone from being a dream for a lot of consumer companies to a real problem all of a sudden. It's amazing to me that when Janet Yellen goes out and speaks, she still gets questions about what would the Fed do if we went into a recession. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everybody. It is 9 o'clock on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Francine Lacroix. We're previewing the Fed today. We're looking ahead to the Bank of Japan. A lot of earnings out there as well. And we had some economic data. The March Advanced Trade Reports, the uh, Commerce Department puts out a number now that uh, looks ahead. Uh, it looks at the m- most recent data that they have on trade and gets it out more quickly than they used to. And it's a big contraction. Uh, in the month of February, it was a $62.9 billion trade deficit. That falls to 56.9. And that is having an impact in the currency markets today. The Forex brief is brought to you by Interactive Brokers, winner of FX Week's 2015 award for the best retail Forex trading platform. Visit IB at IBKR.com slash Forex. The dollar index is still down, but not as much as it was, 94.392. One reason, of course, that the trade deficit may be smaller is because the, um, because the trade, uh, because the dollar is a little bit weaker. The yen, 111.19 ahead of tonight's Bank of Japan meeting. The euro, 113.13 and euro yen goes for 125.79. The big moves in the market today are being done down under. The Antipodean currencies, the Australian dollar, is now down by 1.9% against the U.S. dollar. It goes for 76 cents at this point uh, because they had no inflation. As a matter of fact, inflation, they had deflation in the most recent quarter of uh, two-tenths of a percent. And there is speculation the Australian Central Bank next week will cut rates. We are waiting to see what happens with uh, the New Zealand Central Bank. Uh, they too are meeting today, and they are, according to the Bloomberg story, it, it, nobody really knows what they're going to do. But the the Kiwi is off by six tenths of a percent. You can bet with the Fed meeting today and with uh, Japan uh, on tap for tomorrow that you are going to see some uh, moves in the currency markets over the next couple of days. Dave Wilson is here. He's been keeping track of what's been going on in the equity markets. And, Dave, we're seeing, uh, for a Fed day, some rather big moves in the futures markets, and I assume that is largely reflected, uh, reflecting what's going on with earnings. True enough, and Apple and Twitter are two obvious cases. Before I get to those, I just want to point out there's some breaking news. Yahoo reached a, an agreement with Starboard Value, the activist investment firm, which had been pushing the company to uh, make some kind of a deal. Uh, they are adding four independent directors, and in the wake of that news, you got Yahoo shares up a bit more than 1%. Yeah, now earnings, yes, uh, Apple down 8% in early trading. Sales fell for the first time since 2003 as fewer people upgraded to the latest iPhones. It was a 13% decline in fiscal second quarter revenue, worse than analyst average estimate in the Bloomberg survey, and Apple said it expects sales to fall again this quarter. Uh, then you have Twitter, the most active stock in early trading, down 15%. 
The social network's second quarter forecast showed revenue will trail the average estimate by at least 10 percent and possibly as much as 13 percent. Uh, Twitter says slowing growth in users has hurt advertising sales. Then you have DreamWorks Animation up 16%. The maker of the Shrek and Kung Fu Panda movies is in talks to be sold for more than $3 billion to Comcast, according to the Wall Street Journal. The report cited unnamed sources. Comcast, the parent of Universal Pictures, also the largest U.S. cable company, and their shares are up 1.5%. company posted its biggest first quarter increase in video subscribers in nine years. Comcast defied the trend of cord cutting by luring users from rivals like AT&T, which had earnings out late yesterday. And they actually showed a net loss of television subscribers in the first quarter and added fewer wireless customers than analysts expected. And AT&T shares down 1%. United Technologies up 1.5%. First quarter earnings and revenue with the maker of jet engines and building systems. It's exceeded analyst estimates. Cost-cutting contributed to profit growth. Boeing, on the other hand, down a half a percent. The aircraft maker took a $156 million charge in the first quarter because of cost overruns on refueling tankers built under a U.S. Uh, Air Force contract. And one more for you, Michael. Can I, can I, can I say it? Can I be Tom Keen here? One more. Give me one more. All right. Go for it. ExamWorks, up 5.5%. This company that provides independent medical examinations and other services. Uh, they accepted a $2.2 billion buyout offer from Leonard Green and Partners. All right, Dave Wilson, with our look at equities. Well, as we have uh, been noting this morning, much to our regret, the U.S. political campaign is in full swing. Can't do anything about that. However, we can talk to somebody. Who, this is probably the most interesting angle you're going to hear uh, about uh, the campaign business friend. Uh, Josh King is a longtime advanced man in U.S. politics, a man who goes out and sets up the events for candidates. And then uh, he did it so well for Bill Clinton in 1992 that he went on to become the trip director for the White House everywhere the president went. Josh made sure that things ran smoothly, and they always ran smoothly, right? Thank you, Mike. Well, no, <laughs> not not really. I mean, we well, had... he's, he's written a book about his experiences called Off Script, an Advanced Man's Guide to White House Stagecraft Campaign Spectacle and Political Suicide. <laughs> There's, what I was amazed about, uh, in this book is how many people you got to talk to you about the bad things that happened to them when they were trying to make these things happen. Well, a span of 30 years or 20 years, or in some cases 10 or 5 years, is in political terms a fairly long time. And the first thing that happened to me probably in the summer of 2012 was my old friend Matt Bennett, who, Mike, you may have seen on some of the Clinton trips over the years, uh, said, you know, I have this journal that I kept from 1988 when I happened to do this trip for Michael Dukakis and we put him in an M1A1 Abrams tank. And it happened to go down as the worst political event of all time. I said, Mike, would it be po- or, Matt, would it be possible if I could take a peek at this journal that hasn't seen the light of day in 30 years? He said, sure. And that opened up this Pandora's box. And everyone said, yeah, it's so far in the past. I'll tell you the whole story. Oh, I, I love this. Josh, what is the worst political, I guess, suicide, right? How do you stage the worst event in politics? Well, uh, you know, it, 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 it's not, it's not helpful when Gordon Brown leaves his cell phone on in the car, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, most of these times it's, it's when people make a mistake. Uh, it's when either the candidate or his staff or her staff, uh, inadvertently leaves something out or, um, uh, I'll give you a couple examples as we move through 
the uh, the pantheon of some of the worst political events in history, moving from Dukakis and 88 in the tank. You know, uh, Bob Dole in 1996, as Mike was covering the campaign, uh, was the Senate majority leader and um, had great gravitas in the Republican Party, but he was also would, would have been one of the oldest, if not the oldest, president to be elected. And there was this narrative forming that Dole was might be too old to take on the then, what, 52, 53-year-old Bill Clinton. And everyone was looking for something to confirm that visually. And when he came to Chico, California in uh, September of 1996, uh, went to a rally that looked beautiful that day. A young advanced man named Kent Gray had built a a stage bedecked with white balustrades that looked just out of Tom Sawyer and red, white, and blue bunting, and the band was playing uh, uh, some ragtime. And Dole, though he had suffered these terrible war wounds in World War II, walked toward the edge of the stage and saw a young boy four feet below outstretching his hand just to grip the palm of the candidate. And Dole leaned over this balustrade to try and... Uh, shake this kid's hand and show his vigor and the advanced man had forgot to latch down the balustrade to the stage and down Dole went into the scrum of photographers and secret <laughs> service agents uh, I, you know it it seems that Robert Burns is probably the patron saint of advanced men the best laid plans uh, of mice and men uh, that was going to be the title of the book by the way <laughs> it was just a minute uh, to go before we have to take a break but a lot of people don't realize how much Bad luck plays into it. Uh, the scream, uh, you know, from um, uh, from, from the uh, campaign last time, they, they forgot to turn. They forgot that the crowd noise was too loud. It's terrible. Microphones. Terrible. Uh, terrible uh, misfortune befalling Howard Dean. You know, he's he has three thousand people in the Valair Ballroom in West Des Moines, Iowa, and he's just trying to project. To this crowd that has seen their dreams dashed by the results in the Iowa caucus. And Dole is, can't hear himself because it's so loud in that room. And we're wearing microphones, Mike, and we can, we have this monitor of how we're projecting. Dean had nothing in that room, so he was screaming out to the room. But there was only one isolated microphone on him that all of the TV networks were taking from the melt box in the pool feed so that everyone watching yeah. in New York or Washington was saying, this guy is deranged when he was just trying to project. <laughs> well, we're just trying to project and we will continue our conversation with Josh King, the author of uh, the new book, uh, Off Script, An Advanced Man's Guide, coming up here on Bloomberg. First, we're going to check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, thank you very much. Republican frontrunner Donald Trump has declared himself the presumptive nominee after strong wins in all five northeast states holding primaries yesterday. Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Maryland, Delaware, and Rhode Island. Today, Trump will give a foreign policy speech in Washington. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton has all but locked up the Democratic race. After winning four out of the five states, FBI officials are said to urge against disclosing to Apple a review of an iPhone hacking tool that was used to break into the phone of a dead terrorist. That's according to a person familiar with the matter talking to Bloomberg. The final decision will be made by FBI Director James Comey. It will be conveyed to the White House. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike? 
Thank you, Michael. Well, we are looking at markets that are losing ground as uh, we get closer to the Fed decision, as we get closer to the open this morning. Right now, S&P futures down by six. It's a three-tenths drop. We'll be here at 2 o'clock this afternoon for the Fed Decides on Bloomberg Radio. Market Drivers brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Outstanding offers are in full bloom at your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers. Take advantage of limited-time lease and finance programs on select models this spring season. Visit MBUSA.com for details today.